Well, praise the Lord. We're talking about freedom from lack in this service tonight. That means CIA is dismissed at this time. Freedom from lack. Freedom from lack. Amen. That is freedom from decrease. We don't From failure. Freedom from loss. Freedom from stagnation. Freedom from restriction. Freedom from poverty. Freedom from being poor. You know, God's plan is for us to all to increase in several areas of our lives. Increase in favor, increase in success. The word increase all means, also means to gain or to profit, enlargement. When, when a church is increasing, it means there's momentum, the big mo, amen? Prosperity and even richness. Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10, he says, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I love that word abundantly. Amen? The Bible talks about the grace of God abounding in our lives to the degree that we would have more than enough for our own lives and a surplus to be a blessing to other people. So this word abundant and abound means surplusage. It means superabundance. It means beyond. Strong's defines it as superabundant in quantity and superior in quality. We might want to get a little air moving in the room tonight. It also means excessive. It means more abundantly. And I like this one. It means more than, more than enough. Say it with me. My God is more than, more than enough. So the kind of life that he gave us is abundant in quantity and superior in quality. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Thank God. He's a running over God. Runnin over. Amen? It's a running over. Amen. Amen. Thank God Amen. for it. Yeah. So tonight we're going to uh, just do a little refresher uh, along some of these lines of surplusage and along some of these lines of increase. And uh, there's one area that... Uh, I want to center in on tonight, and you'll know it when we get there. So let's look at 3 John, verse 2. 3 John, verse 2. Let's open there and not look at that verse. 3 John, verse 2. Of course, this is a, an awesome verse of Scripture. This is written by John, uh, the disciple whom Jesus loved. Amen? And uh, he said over here in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish or I pray above all things... That you may prosper, that you may increase, that you may have surplusage in your life. That you may prosper and be in health. Is it God's will for us to walk in divine health? Absolutely. Because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. So his quickening power is available to us, right? But he says, beloved, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health. And then he says, even as thy soul prospers. Well, how many of you know your soul is made up of your mind and your will and your emotions. So it pays us rich dividends to get our mind renewed, to find out what thus saith the Lord, to get into the exceeding great and precious promises, hide them in our heart, meditate upon them, speak them on a regular basis, and let this life that's in the Word of God elevate us and bring us, amen, to a wonderful place of increase. You know, Paul said it this way, he says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed or be changed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove what a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. 
So walking in the truth is walking in the word. And as you walk in the word and let this word dwell in you richly, the word of God will promote you. Amen? Amen. You won't have to worry about trying to promote yourself. You won't have to worry about trying to bring increase into your own life. If you live your life for him and you honor him with your life and you do your level best to be not just a a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word of God, the Bible says you will be blessed unquestionably. You will be blessed in your deeds or in your doing. Amen. And I know tonight for sure I'm looking at a blessed group of people. Is that right? And so prosperity or increase or abundance is in every area of our life. Think about it. Spiritual prosperity. When you got born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, you prospered in your spirit. When you fellowship with the Father today, you're prospering in your spirit. Amen? Amen? When you win souls, you're operating in the wisdom of God and you're prospering in your spiritual life. And then, of course, prosperity in your soul and your mind and your will and your emotions is to have peace in your mind. You know, in the natural realm, there'd be a lot of things to worry about if you kept the TV on. (laughs) But thank God, the peace of God that passes understanding, it'll keep our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Is that right? And so um, the word of God says that wisdom and knowledge will be the stability that uh, you can have in your life in these times. You know, the Lord knew the kind of times we'd be living in, did he not? He knew the kind of seasons that we would be going through. And so he's placed on the inside of every one of us the wisdom of God. Mm -hmm. And he's also given us his word so that we can have the knowledge of the promises of God. And he's given us his spirit that we can have the knowledge and get to know him more intimately. Amen? And so if we'll do those things, even though things may look bad around us, even though the world may be rocking and reeling, we can be stable in unstable times because we've got this anchor for our soul. And so that's a prosperous person in their mind and their will and their emotions. And of course, there's also financial prosperity. But I want to look at a, at a profile of a prosperous man. I want to get into some things tonight that... I don't think is taught often enough in these particular areas. So look with me at Psalms 112, if you would. And let's, let's look at this profile of a man or a woman who is prospering in their heart, prospering in their mind, prospering in their finances, prospering even in their relationships. Amen? Amen. And uh, we see in verse 1 of Psalms 112, he says, Praise the Lord, blessed is the man... That feareth the Lord. And that's what I want to I want to talk about tonight for a while and center in on the fear of the Lord. It says, Blessed, happy to be enviable, even prosperous is the man that fears the Lord and that delights greatly in his commandments. And then he goes on to list some of the things that are a result of fearing the Lord and the benefits of, if you will, are the byproduct of fearing the Lord and delighting in his commandments. Verse 2, it says, His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. How many of you know that your seed in Christ, your natural seed in Christ, can be mighty upon the earth? Amen? Amen. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. His righteousness will endure forever. 
He says, under the upright, there will arise light in the midst of darkness. Think about that. A rising light in the midst of darkness. That's God shown up. Amen? Amen? In a situation that looks bad, that seems dark. But under the upright, the light will be there. This man that fears the Lord, this man that delights greatly in his commandments, is gracious, he's full of compassion, he's righteous. A good man shows favor. Now the reason why you can show favor is because you have favor. Yes. Amen? Amen? You remember when God spoke to Abram, he says, he said, I'm going I'm to <clears throat> bless you and increase you to the degree that you will have favor and then you will be able to dispense favor to other people. Amen? So a good man shows favor and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. I like this verse 6. Read it with me. Surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. Now say this real strongly. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. Let's say it again. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. I'm like a what? I'm like a tree planted by the waters. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Amen? Amen. So this, this man that delights greatly in his commandments, this man or woman that fears the Lord, shall not be moved forever. Because out of their relationship that they developed with the Lord, just none of, none of these things move them. It's like Paul, you know, he'd, he'd been around, he'd been beaten, he'd been spit on, you know, he'd been, he'd been persecuted by all sorts of different things. And yet the Apostle Paul said, nearing the end of his life, he says, you know what, I fought the good fight, and I tell you what, I have faced a lot of things, and this is the Thomas paraphrase, but none of these things move me. What are these things that come against us? Well, there's all sorts of these things. But what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, I'll drink to that. Amen. Drinking the right stuff. He'll not be moved forever. The righteous shall be an everlasting remembrance. Now, let's look back at verse 1. Here's what we want to center in. Praise you the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord... That delight, that greatly delighteth in his commandments. So there is a connection for abundance. There's a connection for increase. There's a connection for this God kind, God quality, superior in quality. Amen. And fearing the Lord. That fears the Lord. Now, let's, let's define what fearing the Lord means. Amen. How many of you are free from lack? You want to stay free from lack? Okay, so it's a good rule of thumb, a good principle in our life then to fear the Lord. An easy definition to fear the Lord is to love what God loves and hate what God hates. Fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? Well, the fear of the Lord is to have respect for Him because of who He is and for what He has done in your life. Okay, so you got your Bibles tonight, right? We're going to look at some scriptures on the fear of the Lord. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 10. And notice with me in verse 12 and 13. Fearing the Lord. Fearing the Lord is not being afraid of the Lord like many of us were as youngsters growing up in some of the cathedrals that we attended church in. 
That's not drawing back from God, but it's coming close to God. He says, if you come close to me, I'll come close to you. Amen. Now notice this in Deuteronomy chapter 10 and uh, verse 12 and 13. He says, and now Israel, what does the Lord require of you? But to fear the Lord your God. Everyone say to fear the Lord my God. So what does it mean then? To fear the Lord our God. Well, number one, to walk in all his ways. You know, his ways are opposite of our ways. Before we were born again. Our ways were nutty. Our ways were crazy. But when we come into the kingdom of God then, he gives us the ability to walk in all of his ways. One of the biggest areas that we are to walk in as spirit-filled Christians is walk in love. Amen. Amen. Walk in all his ways and to love him. And now notice this, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Serving the Lord is simply a byproduct of fearing the Lord. You fear him, you reverence him, you love him so much because of what he is and who he is and what he's done for you that you just cannot help but wanting to serve him. Amen. Amen. And notice with me in verse 13. To keep the commandments of the Lord. The commandment of the Lord, the number one commandment is love. And his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. So... Will it do you good to obey his commandments? Will it do you good to walk in love? Will it do you good to forgive even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you? Amen? It sure will. The Bible says that the love of God that is shed abroad in your heart by the Spirit of God is the commandment of God, but it says that this love never fails. Can anyone tell me what the opposite of failure is? The opposite of failure is success. Do you want to be a success in life? Hallelujah. Then walk in love. Walking in love is God's way. Amen? And your love will be tested. No matter how long you've been a Christian, no matter how sanctified you think you might be, you will be tested in your love walk. Amen? So we don't want to talk too much more about that but i'm just telling you walk in love walk in love so again then to fear the lord is to have respect for him because of who he is and what he's done in your life when you fear the lord you respect him enough and you have the audacity or if you will the boldness to obey him the boldness to obey him look up with me at ecclesiastes ecclesiastes and notice with me in chapter 12 And in verse 13, fearing God and keeping his commandments are Christian duties. Okay? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. I mean, if we were going to just stop tonight, you know, we had a good message, good 15-minute message, this would be it. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. (laughs) Fear God. Reverence God. Keep his word. For this is... The whole duty of man. Say it with me. I'm a doer. I am a doer. 
I'm a doer of the word of God. Let's read that together tonight. Can we? Ready? Read. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. Now go over to Proverbs chapter 8 verse 13. As we continue in our Bible study. Walking in the fear of the Lord also means to depart from evil. Walking in the fear of the Lord also means to depart from evil. Proverbs the 8th chapter and the 13th verse. And you're doing awesome up there. Wow, you're quick. Proverbs 8.13 says that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and the evil way. And the forward mouth or a loose tongue or perverse lips do I hate. Amen? So when you walk in the fear of the Lord, you won't be all proud and arrogant. You won't walk in twisted speech. No, you'll walk in the realm that God walks in. You'll walk in the spirit. You'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh and the goodness of God shall be seen all around in your life. That's the conclusion of the whole matter. Now let's look over at Proverbs 16 and notice with me in verse 6. So walking in the fear of the Lord will then motivate me, motivate you to depart from evil. You fear the Lord so much, not that you're afraid of him. You just reverence him so much, you don't want to do anything that would offend him. Amen? Amen? You just love him because you know how much he loves you. And you just walk softly before him. Amen? In Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 6, it says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, or sin is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men do what? By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. So then, when we fear the Lord, there is a continuous departure from the things that knock on our door the door of our life. There is a departure of those things that would reduce our lives and that would cause us to live way down here beneath our rights and privileges in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Say it with me. The fear of the Lord, I will depart from evil. So then walking in the fear of the Lord will give you the restraints. Amen? Amen. It will give you that restraining power. Now look over at Psalm 111, and notice with me in verse 10. So then, we get into other areas now, where we begin to operate and to function in the wisdom of God, when we fear God. In um, Psalms 111 and verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord, interesting, huh? Is the beginning of what? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs says this, that wisdom is the principal thing. In other words, wisdom is the primary thing. Or wisdom is something we just cannot do without. Now we have Jesus in our lives. And Jesus has been made unto us wisdom. Amen? Amen. He is the wisdom of God. And he lives on the inside of us. And when we learn to tap into the life of God on the inside, his wisdom will just flow to us and we'll know exactly what we should be doing, where we should be, where we shouldn't be. We'll know what decisions to make because the wisdom of God is ours. But notice with me that the fear of the Lord 
It's the beginning of wisdom. In other words, wisdom's the primary thing, but we will not operate at the level or the pinnacle that wisdom offers if we don't fear the Lord. Can you see that? It's the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. See, there's a theme woven within the fabric of this message, doing his commandments. Amen? His praise endures forever. Now look at Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7. So the first step toward attaining wisdom and knowledge is walking in the fear of the Lord, which is respecting God and His Word. Proverbs 1 verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord then is not only the beginning of wisdom, but it is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and knowledge. Say, ain't no fool here. Every morning when I work in that little place down in Minneapolis, the northern state's power, this guy would walk in and look at me and say, look at this fool here. And I'd say, ain't no fool here. Thank God, thank God in Christ Jesus we are not fools. Amen. Is that right? Amen. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Think about the great men and women in the Bible that operated in great respect for the Lord and how that as a result of fearing the Lord, they obeyed Him immediately. How about Noah? How many of you saw the movie Noah? How many of you know that a lot of that was not scriptural? But some of it was scriptural. But you think about it. Noah obeyed God when God instructed him to build an ark. An ark? Say what? What did he do? Thus did Noah according to all that God had instructed him to do. And he did it quickly and he did it quietly. Now it took time to build the ark. But what I mean, he got about his father's business. He didn't rationalize and try to talk God out of it. Noah obeyed. Amen? Now, who else? Abraham. Abraham obeyed God through his willingness to sacrifice his only son because he feared God. He feared God. Let me ask you a question. Did Abraham prosper in his life? But had he missed this base of obeying God to sacrifice his son, we wouldn't be reading or talking about Abraham tonight. He would have disqualified himself through his disobedience. Mark this down in your heart. Disobedience is a disqualifier. Disobedience disqualifies us for greater things, if you will, that God wants to do in us and through us. Amen. The Bible says, if you obey and serve me, you'll spend your days in pleasure and your years in prosperity. Amen. That's Job 36 and verse 11. But, but if you look at Genesis chapter 22, let's go there real quickly just for a few moments tonight. And uh, we'll see how quickly he obeyed. Just an amazing, amazing thing. If you want to qualify for greater things... Don't miss the obedience. Don't miss the steps that God places before you. Amen. 
And you know, it might be serving in a local church. Well, Lord, that's not my ultimate call. But you know what? Sometimes you'll never get to your ultimate call until you obey God right where you are. Amen. Amen? See, God's setting you up. But he's looking at something. You know what he's looking at? He's looking at our faithfulness. And he's looking at our willingness to obey. Amen? Amen. So in Genesis 22... Um, in verse 1 it says it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto Abraham behold and he said I'm here and he said take now thy son thy only son Isaac whom you love and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of and Abraham what did he do he sat around the tent and played tiddlywinks with Sarah for the night And the next day in the weekend. No, thank God. Abraham rose up early in the morning. He got about it. He saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place which God had told him. That's awesome, isn't it? So we see immediate obedience then qualifies us for greater things. Amen? Amen? Look at some of the benefits, if you will, of fearing the Lord. The Bible says he's given his angels charge over them that fear him. Amen? Amen. I like angels being encamped around about me. Let's look at Psalm 34, verse 7. Angels encamp around you and deliver you. Thank God for deliverance. Read verse 7 with me. The angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him. What about those that don't? Selah. Look at Proverbs chapter 10 verse uh, verse 27. How many of you want to live long and live strong? Hallelujah. Living long and living strong. Not living wrong and dying young. Live long and prosper. How is that one? Here we go. Here's another one. It says, the fear of the Lord will shorten your days. No, thank God the fear of the Lord will prolong your days. But, of course, the years of the wicked shall be shortened. And sometimes people die and they say, oh, how come the Lord took them? Well, Understand this, that the Lord doesn't have a lot to do with the death of the wicked. He loves them. Amen? Amen. But uh, people short-circuit their lives and shorten their own lives through disobedience. Okay? So we don't want to talk about that anymore because we're not of that camp. Amen? Now look at Proverbs 14, verse 27 in the Amplified Version. Proverbs 14, 27. I just want to drive this home tonight. Fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Proverbs 14, verse 27, Amplified Version. Thank you, Lord. Reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is what? Man, that sounds good. A fountain of life that never dries up. Hallelujah. Now notice, that's not only, the only thing about that verse, that one may avoid the snares of death. So we see there's a correlation between the fear of the Lord and living long. 
and living strong. Amen? Avoiding the snares of death. All right, now look at Proverbs 19, verse 23. Proverbs 19 and verse 23. Proverbs 19, verse 23 says this. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. <laughs> this is shouting ground right here. And shall not be visited with evil. Thank God we can boldly say, when we fear the Lord and delight greatly in His commandments, no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. I'm avoiding the snares of death. The fear of the Lord is prolonging my life. With long life will He satisfy me. Show me His deliverance. Show me His freedom. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loves me. And I will come and make my abode with him or her, and I will manifest myself unto them. Amen? Amen. I want God manifesting himself in my life, don't you? Therefore, I'm going to continue to fear the Lord. Now look at Proverbs 22 and verse 4 in the Amplified Version. Look at Proverbs 22 and verse 4 in the Amplified. Just going to just give you scripture after scripture after scripture on the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 22, 4 says, The reward of humility and the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Woo, glory. So, hey, what about this, James and Jimmy? What about that? Huh? Riches, honor, life, long life? Come on, somebody. Let's fear the Lord. It pays rich dividends to fear the Lord, to respect Him, to depart from the snares of death, to depart from evil, amen, to obey Him, to do what He's called us to do. Amen? Let's keep looking. Isaiah chapter 33 and verse 6. Let's look at that scripture. Isaiah 33 verse 6. This says to us that fearing God is our treasure. Fearing God is our treasure. Amen? And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. We quoted that earlier, right? Now you know where it's at. Uh Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times, of thy days, of thy seasons, and the strength of your salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Treasure in fearing the Lord. And so there are blessings for those who fear the Lord. There's surplusage. There's abundance. There's increase. There's freedom from lack for those who fear the Lord. This is a good Sunday morning message. Just help me along a little bit tonight. Maybe Maybe we'll preach it sometime. So there's blessings for those who fear the Lord. Amen? How would you like to know some God secrets? How would you like to be let in by the Father into his inner circle yeah. and have him tell you some things. Yeah. Huh? And have him reveal you some things. Some things maybe that are going on in the, in the nation or reveal some things perhaps that are going on in Israel or just reveal some things that are going on in your neighbor. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Or reveal some things that aren't good that are going on in your kids' lives or whatever. But in Proverbs 24, 
or Psalms 25, Psalms 25, verse 14. Look at this. This is shouting ground right here. Psalms 25, 14. The secret of the Lord. <laughs> the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show him, them, his covenant. You know, you could run around the building just on that verse alone. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Woo, glory. How'd you like to have God wake up in the middle of the night and just, just give you a secret of some sort of invention that could make you millions and millions of dollars and instead of going to the Bahamas and being a flake, you just pay off churches all over the nation. Yeah. Amplified says, the secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord have they who fear, revere, and worship Him, and He will show them His covenant and reveal to them its deep inner meaning. Let's bring that up in the Amplified, Psalm 25. Awesome. You ready for some of that, Hassan? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Better than a T-bone steak dinner. (laughs) Better than a combo plate, enchiladas, flatas, enchilerianos. Rice and beans and corn tortillas. The secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord have they who fear, revere, and worship it. And He will. He not maybe will, but He will, bless the Lord. He will show them His covenant and reveal to them its deep inner meaning. Brothers and sisters, we get a, a deep revelation of this covenant that He has made with us, this covenant-keeping God, that He will never alter, that He will never break, this covenant will keep you free from anything and everything that the curse would try to bring you down on. Amen. All right. You ready for a little bit more? Psalm 31, verse 19. We've got a little bit more time, Brenda, to receive the offering already. Psalm 31, verse 19. Man. I'm getting blessed. Thank you, Lord. Do you see how this is all connected? Oh, how great is thy goodness. Now notice, he's got something laid up for you. Which you have laid up for them that fear you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's some good things laid up for those that fear him. Which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee. Before the sons of men. Amen. Amen. Here's another blessing that we can experience when we fear the Lord. We will experience deliverance and preservation from God. As we talked about, the angels will, hallelujah, encamp around about us. I don't know if we looked at this one yet, but let's look back at Psalm 33, verse 18 and 19. Psalm 33, 18 and 19. Now, this principle, this point on the fear of the Lord is this. God will deliver you from death and provide for you in a time of lack. Amen? Amen. Look at this. Read Read it with me. 
Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that, what? Upon them that hope in his mercy. Notice verse 19. To deliver their soul from death. And to keep them what? They'll get real skinny and emaciated and anemic. They won't be hardly able to breathe because of all the recession. And you'll have to go get yourself some tribulation food and buy it off the Christian television station and eat cans of dust for cans of whatever for you know a year. No, that's not my God. No, my God delivers from death. And my God keeps us alive. Where? In famine. He'll feed you in famine. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it won't come near you. The next one we want to look at is you will receive an abundance of his grace and mercy. Look at Psalms 103, verse 11. We'll start there. Thank God the eye of the Lord is upon us. Lord, I thank you the eye of the Lord is upon this church. The eye of the Lord. Hallelujah. The eyes of the Lord are going to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on our behalf. Hallelujah. Psalms 103, verse 11, it says, For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy. Hmm. Anybody ever need mercy? Like every day, maybe? His mercy toward them that fear him. Now look in the same chapter, verse 13, and then we'll look at verse 17. Verse 13 of Psalm 103. Life, like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. And notice verse 17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon those that fear him. And listen to this now. And his righteousness unto children's children. Unto children's children. Now what this says to me is if mom and dad will live right, not be perfect, come on. Mom and dad will honor God and fear God. Maybe if grandma and grandpa will honor God and fear God, it's going to impact your children. It's going to have an impact on them. And not only your children, but your children's children. That's good. That's good. That's life. In abundance. To the full. Till it overflows. Come on, somebody. And then lastly, let's look over at Proverbs 9, verse 10 and 11. Again, you'll receive divine wisdom as well as long life. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. Verse 11. For by me thy days shall be multiplied and the years of thy life shall be increased. Stand up, everybody. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Let's just raise our hands and thank him for his word tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Whoa. I think we've got to stand up for this final verse because this, man, if you haven't, if you haven't shouted yet, you're going to shout at this one. If your leg hasn't, whoa, be tempted to go like that. On this one, it's going to happen. Everyone say freedom, freedom. From, the curse. from the curse. Freedom, freedom. 
from lack. lack. Listen to what the psalmist said. He said, oh, taste and see that the Lord. Yeah. Now, how many of you had some good grub on Sunday? Huh? Some of you ate so much you couldn't get off the couch till Monday. But God just wants to load you up and load you down with His goodness. Blessed be the Lord our God who daily loads us with benefits. Now notice, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts Him. That's not the verse we're going to shout on. Here's the one. Verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, you His saints. For there is no want to them that fear Him. There is no want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. The Lord is on my side. Glory to God. Oh, fear the Lord. Fear Him. Fear Him. Don't live loosely. Live righteously. Live uprightly. That's the conclusion of the whole matter. Just walk in the path that God's got for you. Fear the Lord, you His saints. For there is no want to them that fear Him. But now the young lions, they do lack and they suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord, Jimmy, they that fear the Lord, Joe, almost called you George, they that fear the Lord shall not want any good thing. Hallelujah. Is that right? That's it. So glad you came tonight. Shall not want any good thing. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. See, walking uprightly is just another way of saying fear in the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I've done it again. I've preached myself happy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God there is no lack. And so tonight, we have faith in this place. We don't say that with a sense of arrogancy, but quite frankly, the spirit of faith is strong in this church. And the spirit of faith is strong in this place tonight. Why? Because the word has gone forth. Listen, I'm not here to point fingers. You know, I point my bony finger at you. I got three pointing back at myself. But if you need to make an adjustment tonight, and God just spoke to you some way, somehow through the scriptures, and say, you know what? I need to depart from some things. I need to avoid some of these little snares that have been set up for me. And I, I just in my heart tonight, Lord, I make that adjustment. Everybody place your hands right here on your heart. And let's all pray it together. We don't need to have anybody come to the altar for this, but let's just pray this together. Say it with me. Heavenly Father, I have just seen in your word glorious truth concerning the fear of the Lord. Any adjustments that I need to make. I ask you, sir, to show me by your spirit. May these scriptures rise up in my heart. And by faith and by the grace of God, I make any adjustment by the blood of the Lamb that would hinder my walk 
I choose to obey your word. I choose love's way. Because love's way is your way. Thank you, Lord. As I fear you, I'm expecting the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God to keep me and to guide me every day of my life. I reverence you tonight. Let's just pray a little bit in the Holy Ghost. Let's just stir our inner man up. You're stirred by the scriptures.